Placing your bid on Paperstack, whether you should be looking at what's the UPB or actually what's the fair market value, next on the Paperstack Podcast. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, welcome to the Paperstack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts... Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. All right, welcome back to the Paper Stack Podcast. Rick Allen, Brett Berkey here for another episode, climbing and climbing to that magical 100. Yeah, we got about 20 left to go. Yeah, so we're getting there, just like this. Yeah, we'll get there. And yeah, it's, it's, it's be fun. You know, just have to come up with different ideas to talk about all the time, so it's fun. So what's new, man? Tell me what's new in your life. <laughs> I got a smoker. Nice, yeah. where'd you get that? Uh, minister gave it to me. He gave it to you? <laughs> what kind of smoker? It's a, uh, champion elite smoker. Like, oh. professional smokers with the, uh, the racks and... The big one? Like, it's, it's pretty big. I know, I know what kind that is. And he gave it to you? Mm-hmm. You get more free stuff than anybody I've ever met. <laughs> I know, I know. It's actually really nice. So I'm gonna probably do some cream cheese and some, uh... <laughs> Cream cheese? <laughs> I'm joking. No, I like smoking cream cheese, but dude, that's like a professional smoker. <laughs> I know, it's, it's got like three three racks. It's got three racks. Here, put got... a, pull up a picture and put a picture up of this thing. <laughs> this right yeah. here. Yeah. Three <laughs> racks. This big thing. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna clean the grills. It's it's used, you know, but it's not slightly used. It's a pellet smoker too. So it's a pellet smoker. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You, didn't you, wasn't your last smoker for free also? Yeah, that was free too. And your grill? Uh, one of, yeah, I bought my charcoal grill, but the grill before that was a nice gas grill. Wasn't it brand new? Yeah, yeah it was brand new. Oh my God, you get so much free stuff. And it's not even like you get like, like crap junk hand-me-downs. No, that you was a like nice grill. a $1,000 smoker or you get brand new gas grills. And you, didn't your daughter get a brand new bed? In the box? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got the, the got, got all kinds of stuff. Got a piano. Drums. Oh, drums. Yeah, I got, I got a whole drum set. Uh, and then I got, I technically got a new desk. <laughs> yeah. Stolen, borrowed, it came from paper. So whatever, you got a new desk. Good. Um, couches? Couches. <laughs> couch, couch before the couch? Couch before the couch. Kitchen table. <laughs> Kitchen table is Patio up. table? Patio table. Chairs? Chairs, yeah. Hanging chairs? Hanging chairs, I got that as, as well. <laughs> oh, I got a, oh, I got a, uh, a mini fridge somehow. From mini <laughs> fridge, you got that from us. From that Cloud Capital. They thought it was broken, like this doesn't work. I was like, I'll figure it out. I defrosted it, that's why. <laughs> it works fine, that was years ago. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I've been to your house too. You get all this free stuff, but you have like no clutter. No. You have like a, you're like a zero clutter person. No, yeah, it's very organized. What do you do with all this stuff once you're done with it? I give it to the church. You know, I give it to the church. I had it last So time. you're like, you're like the last stop before the church. Somebody's like, let's go donate this to AMVETS or the church. Like, mm -mm, we're gonna give it to Berkey. <laughs> I don't think Let it him do that. I have a buddy who owns a moving company. I was like, look, man, if you ever see a piano that's just- You have, oh. Yeah. So you, 
like TJ and I used to say, we would put it out into the universe. If there's something we were like, yeah, let's just put it out in the universe and see what the universe gives us. Your universe is a guy that owns a moving company. And so you say, hey, if you come across some new... Well, I know a lot of people don't like moving pianos and big stuff like that. And uh, so I was like, hey man, if you ever see something like a piano or, you know, something nice, you know, if you need some place to put it, they don't want it anymore if they're, you know, they're moving out of town, you know, it's a, and so I You know, like, I gave you a cooler one time. That's right. I, I used it for inoculating uh, wood logs to grow mushrooms. And I don't know where it's Proceed. Oh, they're in you know, shiitakes, but... <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of the stuff's free. I mean, I, and then I, then I, the last one I gave all, but I gave it all away. I gave all the, the bedroom sets away to um, uh, a Haitian church that um, someone's house burnt down. The kid had nothing and they got a whole new bedroom set. Now we're going to do it. Uh, how this, I think it even came up. We're someone just coming from Ukraine over to America, and we're gonna, you know, get them a bedroom set. That one's probably gonna be brand new. And so my neighbor's hosting Ukrainian refugees, and that's cool. Yeah, and it's a good thing that my wife speaks Russian, so we can Neparuski, Neparuski, Olga. So what we got today? Talk to us. What's on the agenda for so this what, podcast? This podcast is based around basing your bids off different ideas of valuation. So I was talking with David Putz yesterday mm. and, and we were talking about, you know, how people like to bid on UPB and it's usually one of the only metrics they, you know, like they run things off, but you know, bidding off UPB means that you're always looking at the end result of having to take the house back and other people bid off yields and they might be a keep it forever type of person okay. and, and, and some might be doing whatever fair market value, but I'm just wondering how many different ways are there to bid on an asset? Is oh it always gosh. based off your agenda or like your investment criteria? And just for the people that are that are new, I want to know just as they do, what's when would you do it as UPB and what does UPB stand for? Fair market value. What does that really mean? And then why would you do it off the yield? Mm -hmm. Just it's all those different scenarios. And if there's more, I don't know. Those are the only three I know. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question. And man, this is a. This is one that could run just, I mean, it's almost like you do a series on this thing. Just oh, really? Be, yeah, just because you, I mean, there's different ways to evaluate for different, based off of UPB. Well, there's like a bunch of different things you need to consider when looking at UPB. Is it performing? Is it non-performing? Right, you know, you there's UPB, which is unpaid principal balance. Then there's total payoff balance. So if it's behind right. payments, that's the accrued interest and stuff along those lines. And so right now, like I've seen this a lot, is um, people are requesting you to make the bid based on the total payoff. I've seen that. Like, well, because that's usually they have arrears, right? Or legal fees if you're buying- Well, a there's legal fees in there, but there's past due, due payments owed to you. But really the driving factor behind that is the, um, just the exploding real estate market. And what, like the past really like, 36 months, maybe 48 months of growth. Certainly the past 24 months have just been out of this world, but. Oh, I see what you're doing. So so if it's, let's say, they know they can because they know if you take it to foreclosure, the value of this house is. Well, sure. If you take it to foreclosure you're and you're, you know, so let's, I guess, kind of rewind it and look at, you know, what would you do if you were buying a loan and the UPB on the, on the property was, you know, 250 and the house is worth 150. 
Well, you're not bidding on the UPB. You're going to bid on the value of the house, right? Right. Because you're going to say, look, I need to count in my foreclosure costs. I need to count in holding costs, uh, potentially repair costs. And when I get out of this thing, what can I sell it for? And hey, guess what? I'm an investor. I'd like to make some money. So I'm bidding some sort of percentage balance and that percentage balance uh, or the percent that you're going to get a discount on or the, the bigger the discount will be um, depending upon really like what's the current market conditions how many what's the supply look like if there's tons of assets out there like there was in 2008 9 10 11 12 13 14 you're like okay i get it for eight to 30 cents on the dollar right right huge discounts yeah. now you go back and you look at what has it been like the past 24 months well there's no inventory so people are now going and looking at it. Why is there no inventory? Well, real estate market's up. People are, you know, we've kind of watched through all the bad stuff. Um, there's more bad stuff coming, but the real estate's exploded. Back in 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, the real estate market had tanked. So you had a, a situation where there was all this defaulted debt that, that the balances on it were worth way more, or they were the balances were worth, not worth more, the balances were more than the actual value of the asset, the underlying collateral. Interesting. So you would, you would always bid based on the value of the property. Well, now, if you based on the value of the property, you may be in an instance where um, we have one, for instance, a perfect example. The principal balance on it's like 170. They owe like 240, but the house is worth 330. Oh, wow, okay. Right, so if you were to go off of the typical, well. I'm bidding off the UPB. I'm bidding off the UPB. Well, like I'm not selling it off the UPB because we're almost to the end on the foreclosure line. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bid my full max that I can bid. At foreclosure? At foreclosure. And I so when you're when you're doing a foreclosure, you can only bid the total amount of past due balance or whatever the default um, default amount is that they enter the judgment amount. So, you know, it's probably gonna wind up being two forty, maybe two forty five if there's some more stuff that comes in there. Well, if I'm into it for, you know, one forty I can I can stand and make a good bit of profit there, right? hundred grand. But if nobody, if for some reason somebody doesn't bid on it or they agree to sign it over to me right before the the thing, well, it's worth three thirty, like you know maybe three hundred if I didn't do anything to it. Well, so where's that? It's in Chicago. Oh, okay. So and I, but I've got one in New York, same situation, right? Mm -hmm. So. You're looking at those situations now and people are like, well, I'm going to give you a bid of, I don't know, I'm going to give you 70 cents of the, the balance. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work. You're going to have to be, you know, people are asking for uh, par. If I'm like, I want par. You can keep all the back end. So. Wow. So they, well, mm -hmm. interesting. So that's, that's all the, wow. That's, I guess you're right. You could go way deep on the subject matter, huh? You could go, you could go super deep. So you know, really, you have to. You always, no matter what, whether you're going to bid off the UPB or you're going to bid off the value of the asset, you have to. Um, there's a couple things that matter, but you have to know both of those, right? Right. You have to know, like, look, what is this house actually worth? A and B. It takes into account what's your strategy. Are you buying on yield? Like, if you're a, you know, if you're somebody who's doing it with their self-directed retirement account. And you're um, you're like, well, I'm gonna bid you know 85 cents on the dollar because that gets me a 12% yield. But that's just one way to do it. Now, 
I can show you a way that you're like, somebody was like, wow, she overpaid at 93 cents on the dollar, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's not a deal until you see her, see the lady go ahead and turn around and sell a partial, mm -hmm. get her money back out of it. And now she's sitting pretty and she's collecting the last seven years of payments or something along those lines, right? All of a sudden then it's like, oh, it's a good deal. So you have to know all these little different exit strategies on how you can get into something and make some money on it. Because there's, 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 that's the great thing about mortgage debt, right? There's not one way to skin this cat. Now you might be looking at it through velo as a velocity model and say, look, I just wanna get this, I'm gonna take a bunch of these down and I'm not worried about making a huge yield here because I know, you know, I'm not worried about making a 12 because I know I got somebody that'll, that'll pay they'll buy this at an eight yield. So I'll just, I can bid it up knowing that I'm gonna go ahead and just flip the note very quickly. Or you may look at an asset, you know, we've talked about this one before, but you may pay par for an asset. I paid par for almost par for an asset, but nobody was paying par for an asset. But why, why did you do that? Because I, it was a contract for deed. Mm -hmm. I went through the servicing notes and saw that the lady said that she would sign the house. Oh, over. that one. Yeah, that she went dead, right? Mm -hmm. So I paid the, now the fair market value for that house turned out to be like, as is, it was 90, 95, somewhere in there, whatever. We, I think we listed it for 99 and it went for 90 or 95, right? The balance on it, the principal balance was 30, was 33. I paid 30 and the total payoff was like 40 or 42. So there was like, and there was a good chance if I, if I goes to foreclosure, well, I can only bid up to 42 or 43. So yeah, I'll make 20 or 30%, which mm -hmm. is fine. There's a lot of risk there, but I knew that she would, was already willing to sign the house over. So at that point I was like, I'll pay more. And it sat there for three months and nobody, nobody placed a bid on it because they were asking so high. That's crazy. But, but see, you, you can't just, you can't go into this and some people will go into education. They won't get good education, right? Mm -hmm. They'll get just some crap education and then they'll come out and they'll just, they'll just blanket you with, well, I'm going to give you this. And one, it's annoying because it's just like, okay, well, as a seller, you look at it and you say, all right, well, what course did you just come off of? But looking at it, it's like, man, as, as somebody who, you know, we have a platform, as somebody who buys and sells data, I'm like, man, those people are got, they didn't get their, they didn't get their money's worth on the education side, because you have to be able to look at it and understand that there's, you know, bidding and assets and art. It's not just a... But I mean, I would imagine that's like something that you science. actually learn over time too. I mean, yeah, that, of course you do. But I, that's why I always tell people, get out there, buy an asset, get in there, get in the fight, man. Because once you're in the fight, that's when you learn stuff. Right. You can learn and you can have all the book knowledge in the world, mm -hmm. but until you get in something and start buying and selling and then have a reason to start communicating and talking with people. Yeah. Like when you go to, go to a no conference, you start talking to people and there's some smart people at these conferences. Yeah, yeah. Like I love walking in the room and there's just so many smart people there to talk to. Mm -hmm. People who are managing, you know, $100 million funds. One person who we know, they're trying to win the bid on a collapsing security by Wells Fargo. I mean, when do you yeah. even have a chance to do that and talk to people like that? Yeah, yeah. You don't, but you get to talk to them and they have all these different strategies. You know, yeah. and I've got a lot of my own, but mm -hmm. it's always good to like, here, this is what I'm thinking. What's your thoughts? And sometimes they'll say, oh, I never thought about doing it like that. Or they'll say, yeah, that's good, but try this. 
Yeah, we just did that, didn't you? You just we were just on the phone with uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, a person that was. What are they putting assets? Are they they were going to put assets on the site? They had the same name as somebody else that signed up on the same day, and I called him. He's like, I don't. I was like, so we, what, what are your questions? He's like, I didn't have any. You set this up. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what? Uh, yeah, same guy, same name, same day. Yeah, a lot of. But things. you gave him some strategies, and he was like, "That's a good one. I'm keeping that." Yeah, the, the, just we, it's not on topic, but we'll give it to you because you're wondering like, well, what was the strategy? <laughs> that's, that's the great teaser on the next episode of the Paper Stack Podcast. Real quick, when you're originating a loan, you're doing some owner financing stuff right there. Maybe you sell it for a premium, so the house is worth a hundred. You're able to sell it for one thirty because you're offering owner financing. Maybe the 30% markup's a lot. Maybe it's 120, 115. I don't know, whatever it is. You take that money down in cash and now you're left with, okay, I'm at even, I'm gonna originate a loan. Well, what you can do is you can originate an 80-20 loan or a 70-30 loan. That's right, that's what it was. Yes, so you may say, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and originate a first and a second. I'm gonna do one at 80, one at 20, or one at 70, one at 30. I'm gonna sell off the first, I'm gonna keep the second. So I asked the guy if he had ever done that and he was like, no, I never thought about that, but that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So. Anyways, that's it. So back, you know, just to get back on topic, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways you should be analyzing. It's not always just about, well, what's the, what's the principal balance? I'm bidding 70% on that if it's a non-performer and I'm bidding 85 if it's a performer, you know? There's so many more um, factors that go into it. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I talking to on the other end, mm -hmm. right? If I'm selling, if I'm talking to a guy that's got a hundred of these things and he's, this is what he does on, for a living, he probably, you're probably not going to get that guy to come off. He knows the market. If he's selling a lot of them, he knows where he is. He knows what stuff to sell him for. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, if you did some marketing and you got somebody inbound phone calls and they're in a tight situation, they've owner financed something to their daughter, they need to get out, their daughter isn't paying, they don't want this in the family, it's going to cause a riff, yada, yada. Well, next thing you know, you might be able to get a better discount there. So there's tons of different ways to bid. If you are bidding, it's not always just I need to be at 80 cents on the dollar of the balance. Like you need to start right now. People like if you want to be competitive in your bids right now, you have to be looking at what's the value of the house? What's the total payoff? And how, how can I adjust my bid? Interesting. Interesting. And now, now if you're bidding on straight yield, if you're doing this, look, I'm buying performers, you know, then go ahead and, and make your bid and go. Because you're going to be holding it long-term. You're going to hold it long-term. You're going to hold it long-term. And then if you're doing the partial play, yeah. right, where you're like, well, I pay more because I'll get a partial on this thing. And then you're doing, that's the real long game, right? Interesting. So there's tons of different ways to skin the cat, but... You have to know and you have to be able to do that. You have to be able to look at all these loans or look at the loans and say, how am I gonna bid this one? What am I bidding this one off of? What's the deal? What's the exit strategy? I like it. I like this a lot. So here's, here's the thing, like this could go on, like you said, forever. We could talk about this for. We could, and we could go in, like we could go into each one of those sections mm -hmm. and start diving in and say, okay, well, I could bring on somebody, I could, we could bring people on and say, look, how are you gonna analyze this? Here's a loan, let's throw it out there, let's do a round table, let's get three or four investors on there and say, look, how are you guys analyzing this deal? That'd be fun, it that'd be, be really fun. fun. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the fact we should probably do a couple episodes where it's just fair market value or just randomize it. When you, somebody pick a loan off PaperStack, 
or something and bring, you know, Hey, this one, analyze it. Yeah. And we'll just analyze it by we, I mean, Rick will analyze it on the spot and then you can see how he bids stuff. But I think that there's a lot of value in that, but I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it all for right now. Cause we could, it would just go on way too long. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, we, I could, we could talk about this for a long time, but you have to understand that there's different ways to do it. And I think just knowing, that there's different ways. That there's different ways. You know, they say think outside the box or just know that there is no box. Just let your mind run wild. Mm -hmm. When you give yourself permission to do that, you can start thinking and, and being like, okay, well, what are the different ways I can bid this? And what are really my different exit strategies? And what is something that nobody else is looking at? Like, what is a different way I can do this? You know, we're definitely going to bring on Kevin Shortell shortly, mm -hmm. shortly Shortell. Um, because he's got some amazing updates for stuff that just came out funds that are very much like the hardest hit fund that's given to all 50 states. It is, oh, really? He's been tracking this for a year. Matter of fact, we got to get him on the phone to be on the phone. I had, I had to give him a call today. We yeah, call back. next week, maybe Monday or Tuesday. We okay. have to have him on the, on the podcast. That sounds great. Yeah, let's do this. But uh, yeah, for now, don't want us to run too long, so it's uh, going to wrap it up. <laughs> Uh huh? No? Yes. Someone's dropping something off at my house. I gotta be there when they drop it off. Yeah, he's got more free stuff, so. Anyways, we're good. Yeah. We'll uh, talk to you next time. Brick and Brett out, Paper Stack Podcast. See ya. Bye.